here I am in the place to be. Mr. K and B, you can't fuck with me. Extra sexy, extraordinary. Palms are hairy, your mama pop. What up, yo? K and B, the sexy ninja in the place to be for C Plus Studios and a paper saber universe. I just saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and oh man, you know, I you've been on this listening journey. I, I rewatched the first one, I watched the second one, I was so stoked for this movie, like beyond. I was like, okay, cool, man. And so much so me and Doug were ready to go to the movies. You know, we I was ready for this movie. I was I was so ready for this movie because I, I've I've grown more attached to the character of Scott Lang his relationship with Cassie and everything like that, you know, with Hank and this, you know, I've already had this relationship, but, you know, more of the movie level of, like, Scott and stuff like that. But this is spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So if you want to go watch the movie first, then listen to this, go do that, because right now I'm going to say one thing. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I I did not like it. Um... It felt bloated. It felt weird. The some cuts, cut two scenes. Like it, it felt off. The comedy was just like okay, you know. And Peyton Reed as a director, I feel like he's better on a smaller scale of what the first two Ant movies, Ant Man movies were. You know, you know the the heist movie, the cat. Like it's on that level. But this one, my gosh, I got motion sickness at a certain point because everything that was going on in the quantum realm and stuff like that. And I, I would say the only good thing about this movie was Kang. Like, but there wasn't enough of it to justify being like, Oh man. Yeah. This is why I came here. I came here to see Kang. There was no build to the relationship of Cassie and Scott. There wasn't that moment I was waiting for to be like, you know, like, Scott's making the sacrifice, like like how they cut the trailer. You know, he goes, I, I, I'll, you know, all all I need is us for the lose. Even the big fight between Kang and Scott, the the final showdown was like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> and I don't know the, the there's a the movie starts off very. Ant-Man like ish, you know, he Aunt Scott is in a place now where he writes a book. He's building a relationship with the um with his daughter. His daughter's a little bit of a troublemaker now. She's been going to jail, protest, trying to save people. You know, she wants to do the right thing because her dad's Ant-Man. She wants to be a hero as well. And out of nowhere, she has a fucking suit, you know, and she's calling Hank grandpa. I I, I found that weird. My wife says I'm nitpicking, but I was thinking about it, I was like, well. Hank and Janet were gone from the blip with hope, you know, for five years. Then when Scott comes back, you know, during the blip, he, you know, because he was in the quantum realm, uh, he meets up with Cassie and Cassie's like, ah, oh, you know, and we don't have Cassie's mom or her stepdad in this movie. There's no Luis in this movie. There's no mention of him and his crew. Like, Scott... Scott gives a little bit of this layout of, you know, catching this up as a storyteller, you know, catching this up and like, oh, uh, Hope, they, her and her dad reopened the company, you know, it's uh, Hope and Hank, Pym uh, company or whatever, and 
he's on this tie of he wrote a book and stuff like that. He's not really being a superhero. You know, he's not Ant-Man and he kind of going through these motions like he, he I don't know, like Scott's story doesn't progress in any shape or form in this movie. Like I I really like like I said I really wanted to like this movie and Michelle Pfeiffer's character uh, Janet, like, she was pissing me off because at first they're like, tell us what happened when you were down there 30 years, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it, man. And we finally get down there, then all of a sudden everybody knows Janet. Every fucking person knows Janet, and it's this big secret. They're like, oh, you know, she knows, he, uh, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, he knows, you know, he's coming. It was, like, it was this constant, like, badgering of, oh, he's coming. He knows he's after her. He's this, he's that. And I'm like, just say Kang. Just say Kang the Conqueror is looking for her. Okay, I fucking get it. Like this weird mystery. And when when they get sucked down to the quantum realm, it's because Cassie built this machine um, that sends signals down there so they can study the quantum realm itself without going down there. And, you know, Janet gets mad. She's like, no, don't do that. Don't send no signals down there. Ah, And she, and, and, this was some, like, honey, I shrunk the kids shit right here. With the ball falling onto the machine to shrink everybody and everything like that. This, this was uh, where, where Janet pulls four wires in my head. I was like, pulling those four wires are going to set off this machine, isn't it? And then they're all going to get sucked in. And what, what happens is we split the characters up. We split Hope, uh, Hank, and Janet into one part of uh the quantum realm then you split uh cassie and ant-man in one and they go off to this village that has no fucking point but to come start a revolution in the end of the movie you know and some characters that are just yeah i i you know and i there's there was there's no consequences outside of the film itself yes they didn't want Kang to get out because Kang is he wants to go destroy these worlds these timelines and this stuff this and that but even he gets taken out like kind of, kind of like a bitch, you know. They're they're building him, and he and yes, there's other versions versions of him out there, um, multiple versions, and they show that in one of the mid credit scenes that all of them are gathering together and they're gonna go after you know the, the, this Earth because they they got into taste of the timelines and multiverses and all this and that. But I was like, okay, well, he was stabbed and killed in Loki. That version, he's killed in this one, or is he? And you know, like everything that happens in all these weird battle, the big battle that happens in the quantum realm itself with these, you know, there was some cool imagery and some cool creatures and whatnot, the really psychedelic shit. Uh, Bill Murray's character was fucking worthless. He was worthless as DJ in the Last Jedi. Like his character had like I was like oh Bill Murray's in this movie I forgot about that and then he, he meet Janet meets with him so because he knows everything that's going on in this place and Janet had apparently they they fought the they fought beside each other against Kang while Kang was down there because Janet helped him build you know helped him get his chair back back online and whatnot and then she finds out and touches it she sees all these bad things he did and then she decides like yo I'm not gonna do that so she um blows up uh this this orb thing that the thing that channels his uh his his uh chair and whatnot so he's stuck he's stuck in the quantum realm because he was banished by the other kangs because he he because he was a madman a mad titan if you will he was going across killing all these other variants of himself 
and destroying these timelines, destroying these worlds and this and that, blah, 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 blah. It, just so much in this story and so much on the screen with the quantum realm itself. There's no build. There's no real character development for anybody. This is more. This is more Janet's movie than it is Scott's movie. Like Scott, like there's a good point of the good chunk of his movie where like we're mostly with Janet and Hank. Then you find out that Janet fucked Bill Murray's character at some point because she has needs. And then like you know, I don't know. In the script itself, I, there were some lines in this movie. I was like, ah, I. Okay, and it, was it funny? It was amusing. You know, it, there, there were some points where things happen for comedy's comedy's sake, and I was like, <laughs> you know, and, and the ending, the ending of this movie, after they beat Kang, after this and that, and after the big battle, you know, and they, they, get, back to, they get back to their world, um, Scott's monologuing the whole time. Like, he's like, oh, I'm back, but what have I changed? I, you know, I, I, a bunch of crazy stuff has happened to me, you know, this and that. And he, he's talking over himself. And then there's this one weird moment where he stops. He's like, did we stop Kang? Is Kang gone forever? Is, you know, this and that? Oh, no, it's going to be fine. And, and I was like, man, there's so, there's so many weird missed opportunities in this movie. Like Cassie and Scott's relationship. Like, you know, the, 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 there was no moment of where I'm like, oh. You know, like, oh my God, like Scott has to do this. And then Kang get knows Scott and Kang tells Scott, like, yo, you're gonna steal something from me, which he's not really stealing because this thing that Janet blew up, it was still in the same place it was. And for some reason they had to shrink it back down, but the thing looked like it was already destroyed, but they shrunk it back down to bring it all back together. Then when they brought it back, like and then Modoc, Modoc, <laughs> Darren is back. There uh uh, Darren from the first movie, um, Yellow Jacket, he's back at this, but he's MODOK. Fucking weird. <laughs> his, it, like, the way they did his face, it was stretched and, like, you know, and he was still bald, he was bald on top. I don't know, man. I, he, like, the, the comedy off of MODOK, the constant, like, oh, Darren, I'm not Darren, I'm MODOK, you know. It, it, I don't know, it, it was very cringy. Then when he dies, because he doesn't want to be a dick. No more. Cassie tells him, yeah, don't be a dick. You're a dick. That's who you are. You're a dick. Stop being a dick. And he redeems himself by helping in the final battle of Kang. Bunch of ants come. Hank Pym says ants more than like 20 times in this movie. I can't wait to see this again. Just a drink till I pass the fuck out of how many times Hank talks about ants. You know, the ants come and save the day. There, there, there's a few lines that Kang says where... You're Ant-Man. You just talk to ants. And I'm like, it's more than that. Um, and when he makes this deal with Kang, because Kang has his daughter, he's about to kill her or whatever. Uh, he, you know, there's this weird thing, like, later on, after after they get the, the orb gets taken away, Kang goes off, and he's trying to power up this whole ship to take this new, like, um, this new, uh, what is it called? This new place he built, you know, his 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 reign of peoples and whatnot to take him up and we're going to go destroy more worlds and stuff together, his uh, kingdom or whatever you want to call it. And Scott grows really, really big and he's running and there's just this weird dialogue of him being like, King, we made a deal. You know, you, you honor the deal. I got that back for you. I want my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I, it, it just, was very cringy in many, many ways. And 
the more I think about this movie, like the, the whole like Cassie calling him uh, Grandpa Hank or whatever, and her saying like, "Oh, I built this. I read Grandpa Hank's books in those five years." I'm like, "You didn't even fucking know Hank, unless you were introduced in some way or form." Because uh, you know, because they hated in, in Ant Man two, Ant Man and the Wasp. Scott was on house arrest, and Hank and Hope didn't want nothing to do with him because he went to Germany with the suit. And everyone's telling me, well, there's so many things that could happen off camera. Well, that's a pretty weird fucking relationship to build in that time for her to call him Grandpa. You know, Grandpa Hank. So, and this is the start of Phase 5. You know, and I think that's what makes this movie, like, I guess. And, you know, and that's what's so weird is, like, Peyton Reed knows comedy. Peyton, Peyton Reed understands comedy and where it needs to go. And I feel like there's so many weird cuts in this movie that we go to just to go to and you know and when, when the when the battle ends it's over bada bing bada boom and th- the ending is one one of the things so baskin robbins makes him employee of the century blah blah blah. that joke comes back to play in the end and the, the creepy guy that fires him in the first movie um he bakes a cake and he's like oh you haven't baked the cake since 73 ha 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 and he gets the cake and Scott's thinking back. He's like, no, we stopped. You know, he's not. He's, he's monologuing to himself like, well, we stopped King. We're all right, right? That's cool. Well, maybe we're all right. I was waiting. I was waiting for that moment to where he looked over somewhere, someone's shoulder. Maybe King is sitting down eating some fucking steak or something like that. And he smiles at fucking Scott. And Scott's like, oh, fuck. We're fucked. You know, some way, somehow, Kang got out. And I, I was waiting for that moment. And then he takes a bite of the cake and goes, eh. The the movie's over. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And then the the, the second credit scene sets up Loki season two. You know, with Kang there. And then uh, it's Loki. They're there. Like, oh, that's him. That's him. And I don't know. The fact that this man's been stabbed the first, his variant been stabbed the first time. The fact he was defeated this way the second time. I'm like, we're building this character to be the big baddie for this phase. But he's been defeated basically twice. So now we're going to gather all of his variants together and one of them is going to step to the table and be actual Kang the Conqueror because they kept calling him Kang the Conqueror in this one or the Banished One is what they referred to him as. And I know in Loki, he said, I go by many names and this is me. I've, you know, there's another me out there, blah, 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 blah. And now what's weird is like they banished him because he was going too fucking crazy and killing everybody. Then his variants are like, hey, did you hear them? They, they killed him. They, they killed the bet. So let's get all the posse. Let's get all the Jonathans around the world, around the galaxy, universe, multiverse, and get together and let's let's figure this out. So yes, it sets up this this is the first movie to actually set up like where we're going. But also it's a movie that's just so mishmashed with shit. I mean, like it, it's just it's just a clunk of just this, this, and this. Subplot wise, you know, when Cassie and Ant Man go into this village, they meet this one chick, this warrior, you know, and there's like some gooey thingy and this and that. And if you drink this gooey stuff, you can understand everything in the in the in this quantum verse. You know, even uh, when Janet, Hank, and Hope are they go meet Bill Murray's character, they go and drink these juices and whatnot, and then they can understand everybody that's going on and. It all comes down to hang, uh, pin particles. That's what Kang needs to restore his chair so he can go travel and whatnot. And there was weird. There was no one, you know, when 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 Kang catches Scott, 
He has him in a cell. I thought Kang was going to manipulate Scott into helping him to go get the thing that powers his chair and shrink it back down. You know, I was like, oh, okay, manipulation of him to go do it. No, he, then Scott kind of saw through the bullshit. He's like, nah, I ain't going to do that. And then he's like, I'm going to kill your daughter. Oh, well, don't do that. I'm going to go get it. Then he go gets it. And then there's this really trippy scene where he's going through and you see multiple versions of himself. And out of nowhere, he gets the Baskin Robin Scott, you know, with the Jack name tag, like out of there. I was like, okay. And Mo, you know, and then there's a weird scene with Modoc when he's dying and he's like, cringy shit too. He's like, you're my best friend. And Scott's like, no, I, I uh, he's like, you're a brother to me. He's like, even Hank was like, what? I was, even I was like, I, I, I don't know if this is funny. And then Modoc was like, oh, I'm an Avenger now. And I was like, that's not how this, even Scott has that, like, I don't know. I think from what I was hearing and what I was reading was there was a lot of changes that's happened up to the film's progress. And I don't think this was Peyton Reed's full vision of this movie. If it was, I don't know what happened, bruh. You know, I, I don't know what happened at all. Like, you you were let off the reins or, you know, because... I, I don't I'm not, I'm not saying Ant-Man and the Wasp the second movie was was is superior but I would say the first movie itself as a whole and I think Ant-Man needs to work in that smaller storytelling aspect but th at the same time there was no ramifications with this quantum realm battle that happened Kang's gone yes all the Kangs are getting together but nothing outside of what happened in the quantum realm is going to affect anything outside in the outside world and you know, and in Cassie's character, like there was no development for anybody. And this was more Janet's movie than anything. And that's not, a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything like that, but I'm just like, what the fuck? And it, it's just a clunk of shit that, uh, you know, visually it looked nice, but at the same time, visually I got motion sickness because there's so much going on. So many characters and like subplots and stuff. Like, you know, I kind of compare this to what, uh, with the village that, Cassie and Ant-Man go to where Cassie's like, we got to help them, blah, blah, blah. Then MODOK comes and just starts destroying everything. I kind of, that, like me and Doug talked about, that scene is like Canto Bite. You know, if you take that out, it has no effect on the storyline whatsoever. Um, whatsoever in any aspect. If you took that out, you're fine. You're totally fine. You don't even need that subplot, but it's there to make you care about this village of people and these crazy looking fucking creatures and shit like that. So... I I don't want to go on and go on forever and ever, but I did not like this movie <laughs> whatsoever. I I I would rather watch Aquaman and give me all the Amber Heard you can in that fucking movie, even because you everyone knows I don't I did not like the Aquaman movie, but now I'm kind of having some second fucking thoughts after seeing this movie. So Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania out now. Go check it out. Form your own opinion. But all I gotta say is fuck this movie. Um, I did not like it whatsoever. Uh, may, you know, and I, I'm, I, I'm not angry nerd high right now. So maybe it might change. Maybe I might watch it again and be like, Oh, you know, and there's some things I liked in it, but you know, every, everything that I saw, I just didn't like, and nothing in that movie gelled for me. And because I, I, and I was telling, um, uh, Doug, I was like, I went and watched Ant-Man. I watched, uh, uh, Civil War. Uh, then I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then I watched Endgame because I wanted to see Scott's journey. Then we get here and everybody just fell off to the right, to the, you know, the way the dialogue was being presented and stuff like that. Even Scott wasn't his charming self like he usually is. And Cassie was a little bit of annoying. And, you know, Hank was Hank. 
uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet and Hope, Hope really didn't bring anything to the table of this movie. The, the whole Ant-Man and the Wasp aspect until the end. Even when they say they love each other, I didn't feel any of that. They're like, I love you. I love you. Huh. I'm like, do you though? Do you love each other? Because I'm not feeling that right now. Because as, as Scott's getting his ass handed to him and Kang's about to jump, then Hope comes in, does bam, 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 pew, pew, pew. And bada bing, bada boom, Kang goes and he, he's, this, this is in the end of this Kang. So, yeah, I give this movie fucking minus fucking everything. <laughs> Fuck this movie. All right, y'all. <laughs> if you saw the movie, tell me what you thought. Even if you have positive comments on this movie, drop those comments below. I still want to speak on it. Still want to talk about it. Drop your comments below. Good, bad, ugly, just drop them. And after that, hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Share it with your grandma. Share it with your grandpa. Share with the bum down at Walmart. I am KMB, the Sexy Ninja. And as always, stay sexy, ninjas. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the wicked shit.